The Yankees are back. We are back talking New York Yankees baseball. Welcome. Um, it's good to be here talking about the Yankees now. And uh, yeah, man, episode 504 here of the podcast. We are back. Baseball is back. The best sport in the world is back. The Yankees are back to aggravate me. So let's do it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about what went down this past Thursday, uh, Saturday, and Sunday. Episode 504, Doing Yankees. Welcome to BD4, an RJ Carbone podcast. BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on occasion. BD4 is a five-star show on Apple Podcasts, also available in video format on YouTube and Spotify. So thanks for stopping by, and we hope you enjoy the show. Champion of the world, looking, see ya! Anthony for three, Creates and shows some dexterity as well with the left hand. It feels good. Um, I have missed baseball. Uh, I've missed the Yankees uh, as much as they pissed me off. Episode 504. Let's get into it, man. Let's get into this. I want to talk Yankees. Um, it's good to take. We, we took two out of three this weekend to open up at home against the San Francisco Giants and um, Giants. <clears throat> Jesus Christ! But to, to to take two out of three with you know Clark Schmidt starting with this guy Johnny Brito starting. That's not bad. You know San Francisco after a very interesting off season. With no Judge after all, no Correa after all, and instead they have this weird lineup full of left-handed hitters. Um, it's interesting. Uh, but this series never really felt scary to me at any point. Even during the middle game on Saturday, I still felt like the Yankees had a chance to win the game, and they almost did. Um, but yeah, there was definitely a buzz in the Bronx. There was definitely a buzz coming into this one and probably wouldn't have been if the Yankees had not promoted Volpe last Sunday. Um, But they did. You know, so you were looking forward to the first series of his career. uh, The first series with Judge as a captain. uh, With Judge as a rich man. You know, it was like a new era for the Yankees. So let's talk about this series where the Yankees take two out of three, taking the opener and taking the final game of the set earlier today. Um, but the first game of the set on Thursday night, opening day, Thursday afternoon rather, the Yankees win. Garrett Cole against uh, Logan Webb. And right away, the Yankees are making noise. Bottom of the first inning, Aaron Judge with a solo home run to Monument Park uh, on the second pitch that he sees. 
puts the Yankees up one nothing. Bottom of the fourth inning comes. The Yankees make it 3 nothing when Glaber Torres shoots a two-run home run the other way. Cole ends up going six shutout. We'll get to more on that later. Bottom of the seventh inning, DJ LeMayu, Aaron Judge, they pick up base hits. Runners come home. It's 5 nothing Yankees. After Cole, it was Peralta, um, Peralta Lasagna, and then uh, Marinaccio. Those three combined to throw the final three frames, and they shut the Giants out as well. And so the Yankees take the first game, 5-0. It was an easy win. Uh, It was a pretty complaint-free opening day for me. Good offense, better pitching. The Yankees didn't allow a single extra base hit. Uh, And again, Garrett Cole, we'll get to the specifics on what he did a little later. Um, and that was that was opening day. It was uh, I watched this one. I, I skipped class, um, and, and I, I had to watch this one. And then the second game of the set, well, the Yankees took this one. No, they didn't. What am I talking about? They lost this one. They lost the second game of the set. This was the Clark Schmidt versus Alex Cobb game. Alex Cobb, uh, we know him from the Tampa Rays when he used to be decent. Um, but the bottom of the first inning, the Yankees score because Alex Cobb makes the throwing error to second base on that Stanton ground ball. It's one nothing. Bottom of the third, Stanton then hits the home run, his first of the year, making it 2 nothing Yankees. Top of the fourth inning comes, and that's kind of where it unravels. Jock Peterson, Brandon Crawford, they put the Giants on the board, 3-2 San Francisco. Schmidt finishes with three and a third innings. Uh, Peralta, King, Abreu, Holmes, and I think Jimmy Cordero. They finished the final five and two-thirds. Bottom of the fifth comes, though. Rizzo doubles in a run. That ties the game at three. Top of the sixth, though, you got Wade Jr. and then Estrada singling, and it's 5-3 San Francisco. Now, after the seventh inning, I had to leave. Um, I went to dinner with my family, but I did catch, you know, some highlights of the later innings online when I got home. Uh, and I saw that in the bottom of the eighth, Josh Donaldson went deep to make it 5-4, cuts the deficit to one. Uh, and then the top of the ninth comes, Yastrzemski doubles, Crawford singles, it's raining, Clay Holmes is struggling. It's 7-4 San Francisco. In the bottom of the ninth, the Yankees make it a rally. You know, they put some runners on. Judge, he singles to pull the Yankees within two. And then you got uh, a runner or maybe two runners on for Stanton. But I believe he hits into a double play. It was reviewed. But the Yankees end up losing this one 7-5. And we'll talk more on Clark Schmidt a little later in the show. Um... And then we got to this afternoon, game three of this set. And this is where the Yankees bounced back and won. It was the rubber game. Uh, again, we were at this game. But I went with some of my siblings and my cousin. Uh, it was a great day. A little cold, but it was a great day. We had good seats. Um, Aaron Judge threw a ball to my brother, and my brother cried. 
<laughs> he's a 21-year-old man. Uh, <laughs> no, it was a good win. Johnny Brito took the mound against Ross Stripling. Um, and the Yankees, again, scoring early. That was a key. It's been a key for their offense the last couple years. Judge, second home run of the season in the bottom of the third. And then you get Stanton a couple at-bats later. His second home run as well to take it 485 feet. And the Yankees are up 3-zip. Bottom of the fourth, Higashioka hits a home run. It's 4-0 Yankees. Brito goes 5-fly, 0 runs. Bottom of the seventh, Anthony Rizzo sack fly. And then the uh, wild pitch, I think it was, was it to Donaldson? Which ends up scoring Glaber Torres. And the Yankees take a 6-0 lead. Cordero... Marnaccio and some guy Brewer, they all throw after Brito, and they do their job. The Yankees win 6 nothing, taking 2 out of 3 from the San Francisco Giants. Um, so, it was a good series, man. It's, it's, it's not a series that we can really dive into and pick apart because it's the first series of the year. There's not a ton to talk about. Um, I don't have many complaints about anything. Maybe a few questions, but I had I had you know I had no legitimate issues with anything Boone did this series. Um, I think as a as a compliment, I liked that the lineup. We saw the same exact lineup and and batting order in those first couple games. That was a rare one, you know. And I liked who was out there, um, and where they were out on the field. So I I liked it. I, I thought the lineup was good. You know, last year we would see multiple times lineups with all of Hicks, Donaldson, and Isaiah Kinderfalefa playing together. It happened way too often. Um, but I believe in this opening series we didn't get that. Donaldson played third base all three games, yes, but there was no Hicks in either of these three games, uh, not starting. Um, and then Volpe played shortstop for all three of these games. And, of course, you saw you got the new lineup for Game 3 today. Uh, you had Torres leading off. I, I don't know that I love that. You know, we, we've done that a few times. <clears throat> uh, but he's not exactly an on-base guy. He swings a ton. He's already swinging at a lot of pitches. Um, and he's been decent so far. He's taken some walks. He, he's got a couple of hits going to right field, center field. That's good. But I think eventually... If we're going to tinker with the leadoff spot when DJ gets his sit days, I think I'd like to see Volpe get a shot at that leadoff spot once he settles in. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying you throw him there right now, but, you know, maybe move Torres higher than Donaldson, maybe at the five if he starts hitting. I don't hate him at two or, dare I say, three if he ever gets back to where he once was. But uh, you had Stanton DH today. Higgy catching today, which you're going to see you know, that same, I guess you could say it was like a 65-35 split last year between Jose and, and Kyle. Um, and then IKF, he got some, uh, he got his first reps in center field today. And I thought he looked fine. Uh, he was aggressive. He caught the ball a few times, one going back to the warning track early on. Um, you know, he wasn't challenged a ton, but he did fine. <clears throat> and I think with his you know decent speed and his he's got a strong arm um although he couldn't reach first base 
I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, I love I love that the backup center fielder to judge right now isn't Aaron Hicks anymore. You know, that's a good sign. You pair that with Aaron Hicks's recent comments of late, um, questioning his role. Maybe it's a positive sign that the two sides are going to part soon. Probably not, but hey, it's early, so let's be optimistic. Um, but I, I don't mind having IKF. I mean, they're obviously trying their best not to play Hicks if they had IKF switch his position late in spring training. <laughs> you know? Um, and I wouldn't mind if he played twice a week as the utility guy. Um, I, I wouldn't hate that because he's got a, a decent contact bat. Um, and he's useful in the field if he's just not playing shortstop every day. Uh, and I've always been, you know, fine with IKF. I just, like most people, starting in an everyday lineup at shortstop every day didn't work. I think it's a decent contact guy to come off the bench and maybe pinch hit when you just need a base hit or something or have play some defense late in the game. You know, um, so I'm fine with that if he doesn't get too much playing time. Um, so you know, I didn't think I didn't hate anything from Boone. I, I thought maybe there was some interesting decisions in the bullpen. Um, on opening day, letting Ron Marinaccio throw thirty nine pitches uh, across two innings that was a little curious, and that he pitched again today. Um, I, I just think because Peralta didn't exactly need to be out there against two right handers to start the seventh inning. And really, lasagna could have probably given you more so you didn't have to mix and match as much. He had only thrown two pitches on Thursday. And I think that was it for the series. Yeah. Um, and then later today, um, I also thought that putting Jimmy Cordero out there over Jonathan Lewisica was a bit puzzling. It's the top of the sixth inning. It's a, a moderate 4 nothing game. Nothing crazy. Very in reach. Uh, and you got Cordero out there. And he comes out there. He surrenders, a, I think it was an infield single to Estrada. And Estrada eventually takes second base on the pickoff gone wild. Um, I think I think Rizzo dropped it. I was actually looking down at the moment. And I look up and I think Rizzo makes an error and he's on second. And then uh, Cordero hits the next batter, Wade. So you got two on and nobody out. And, uh, you know, a blast would make it 4-3. Um, so to me, it felt like it was a good spot to use Loizaga and get him some reps. Again, because he only threw two pitches on opening day. But whatever, right? I'm not... Maybe he was saving Loizaga because he... Uh, Clay Holmes uh, had just thrown 20 pitches the night prior. And you know they were in the cold, the rain. He was laboring. So he was saving lasagna for later. If it, yeah, I don't know. But... I had no issues with it. Um, overall, I thought the pitching was good. Uh, there were a few guys who struggled, and the guys that struggled struggled pretty bad. Clark Schmidt on Saturday goes three in a third innings, lets up five hits, um, a walk, three runs, five strikeouts, two home runs allowed. A little April Fool's type of star from him where he starts out well, and then he implodes in the fourth inning. And I feel like that's kind of been his thing when he starts. The second time through the order, guys get to him. 
Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a conundrum because he's got elite, and I hate to be that guy, but he's got elite stuff. The movements there, high velocity, the strikeouts are there, swing and miss, but he never seems to pass the eye test. The results aren't there. Um, I don't see him as a starting pitcher. I know some people think he's got a number three pitcher upside. I think he needs to be in the bullpen because of what always happens the second time through, uh, but also because of his inability to get ha- to get outs against uh, left-handed hitting. Uh, but in six career starts, he's now got a 540 ERA, uh, and in 29 relieving outings, he's got a 322 ERA. But yeah, those those issues come mainly against left-handed hitting. It was a problem last season. So he tried adding in the cutter. We'll see how that works. But it didn't do much on um, on Saturday night. Or Saturday after Saturday evening. Right-handed hitters last season batted just 203 with a 571 OPS on Clark Schmidt. But left-handed hitters, they slashed 306, 926. So you saw that impact. In the fourth inning, two lefties are up, right? First, he goes 0-2 on Jock Peterson. It ends up being a very deep count, and then Jock takes him yard. And then it's Brandon Crawford, another lefty up, throws three straight balls out the zone to him. Then he hangs a cutter in his wheelhouse up high. Boom, it's a home run. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, We'll see what happens with Clark Schmidt, but... This was a bad lineup, and they, they beat him up pretty good. Um, Clay Holmes also struggled. He was hit around a bit. Three hits, two runs, two-thirds of an inning. A couple RBI hits from uh, Yastrzemski and Crawford. The sinker didn't look great against left-handed hitting, going down and away, as opposed to going down and in on the righty. Although he did toss a decent one to uh, Jock Peterson, Below the zone at 99, and somehow Jock got to it. Um, hey, he's an impressive hitter, man. I swear, he's he's impressive to watch sometimes. But but still, you know, I don't like using that as an excuse because Holmes is supposed to be the impressive pitcher, and we're gonna see what happens because you know he did struggle down the stretch last year. Um, had a really solid postseason, but small sample. Uh, and then Mike King struggled. His stuff did not look the sharpest. Um, a little tiny bit concerned there about the velocity. It is early. Uh, it's, it's it's April. It's colder. But with him, it, he's coming off the injury. So to his arm. So I, I want to keep an eye on that velocity. Because he's usually around 95 to 97. And the other night, if I can recall correctly, he was throwing around 93-95 tops. Uh, he goes 0-2 on a batter, hits him, uh, issues a double. There were a few tough breaks there. The bunt, the the plate of Volpe that he botched at shortstop. So, all in all, you know, they were the only three pitchers, Holmes, Schmidt, and King, who didn't look sharp. I feel like everybody else did. But I want to jump to the offense and talk about the lineup real quick. 
when we get back from break. So stay with us and we'll be right there. BD4 is located on many different platforms. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, and if you do there, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. You can listen to it on Spotify, but you can also watch the podcast on both Spotify and YouTube. BD4 is available on many other platforms as well. All you got to do is search it up. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and much more. All right, so... Welcome back to the show, episode 504 of the podcast, and I want to hand out our first award. <clears throat> now this season, just like we do with the Knicks, if you follow along with my podcasts on the Knicks, we give out uh, the game ball, the bing bong game ball, to um, one Nick player from each unit, from the starting unit and the bench unit. So we're going to do the same thing. And we're going to tip our cap to one player from each unit, from the lineup, from the rotation, and from the bullpen each series. So among the position players, I'm tipping my cap today, this series, to Aaron Judge. Why not? Aaron Judge had himself a series, man. Um... He had himself a series, picking up where he left off with six hits to lead the team, four RBIs to lead the team, two home runs to lead the team, and um, 12 total bases to lead the team. (laughs) He made an excellent diving play in center field during the Saturday game on Fox. Um, He hits the home run on opening day. Then he hits the one today. Uh, it was interesting because Ross Stripling got to him. He got him the K on the uh, changeup in the first inning today. The changeup is a pitch that Judge struggled with a lot last season. Um, I, I shouldn't say a lot because he was unhit on unpitched pitchable. But last season he was just 205 on the changeup with a 37% K rate. That was his worst pitch. Uh, but for some reason, after striking him out with a changeup, Stripling saw Judge in maybe the fourth inning, the next at-bat. Um, he goes fastball first, but then he complements that with a front-door slider, and Judge just belts it. Um, but it was a great series for Judge. You, you saw the numbers here. You, you see him on the screen if you're watching the podcast. Uh, he's off to an excellent start. Six hits and 13 at-bats is 462 so far. Um Four RBIs, you know. So he gets our first tip of the cap of the season. Um, uh, the the stolen base numbers are, they say two. I'm pretty sure that's inaccurate. So I, I messed that up. But Judge, with a 1,300 OPS, 1.385 so far through three games. He's been great. Um, but in, in the lineup everywhere, everyone's hitting well. Uh, a lot of guys. Right, you, you, um, less solid starts. Anthony Rizzo, he's looking productive. 
He had himself a day today by getting on base in the first. Bing bang bats. Um, sorry, I did not mean to play that. <laughs> but yeah, he's looking productive. He got on base in the first three at bats or plate appearances, and then his final, uh, uh, final time up there, he produced the RBI with a sack fly. Um, he looks good. Stanton looks pretty sharp. The numbers aren't too crazy with Stanton. Uh, you know, 250 so far, but two home runs, three RBIs, a walk, three hits total, and what I like is just one strikeout so far. Uh, that's probably subject to change, but I'm praying that he can just stay healthy this season. Um, I know he won't, okay, but if there is a world where he can give the Yankees north of 135 games... At this point, I take that. At this point, I take that. Because I still think if he plays enough games, he's got it in him to lead the league in homers. I do. This guy's got incredible power. The home run that he hit today, my Christ. I took my eye off it for one second to look over to my my cousin and, and just talk to him about the home run while we were celebrating it. And I look back and it's it's gone. It's It's already landed. Like... I just I want him to be healthy. Um, and, and I've I've said this in recent episodes when we've talked Yankees. I'm I'm kind of back in on Stanton. Um, I know he's getting a lot of shit from Yankees fans because he's never healthy, so it makes perfect sense to criticize him there. But at the end of the day, I feel like the Yankees are good enough to make the postseason without a healthy Stanton. And when they get there. Stanton's usually pretty damn good in the postseason. Uh, and that's the only thing I give a shit about in the end. So that's why I'm kind of back in on him. It's because he usually produces in the playoffs. Um, so he's looking good early. Gleber Torres looks fine. Um, couple of walks, couple of hits. Uh, home run, two RBIs. Again, a lot of his contact is going to right field. Um, he also has two stolen bases, but they're kind of fake stolen bases. Uh, the wild pitch on opening day, and then the one today trailing Volpe on a double steal. Um, Donaldson, he he looks okay, I guess. Um, Anthony Volpe, we'll we'll get to Volpe because I I love what I saw from him, so I'll save that for last. Um, maybe the two, the only two guys who aren't looking great up there right now are DJ Lemayu and Oswaldo Cabrera. It feels like with them, they're either striking out in a very awful, not very competitive at-bat, or they're picking up a hit. Um, with DJ, I just hope he's... I hope he's still got something left to bring to the table, man. And I hope he's healthy. Um, and then with Oswaldo Cabrera, I, I worry about him a little bit with those inside pitches. And um, sometimes it's the extra high fastball, too. He can kill the belt-high pitch. Um, but... A lot of the time we're seeing early on here, it's the inside pitch that's been hurting him. So we'll see how that works. But he has had a couple of hits the last couple of nights. Could have had two hits in the middle game, but he got robbed in that one play to second or to first base. Um, but, yeah, the offense, <coughs> listen, <clears throat> I mean, it looks like the Yankee offense, right? It looks like the lineup that we always that we're always seeing. Like, we're not shocked here when we look at these numbers, 
right? The Yankees, they hit home runs, they strike out, they walk, and they won't always be great situational hitters. And I think you saw all of that this weekend. Um, 16 runs, that's solid. A 255 average, that makes sense. Uh, 231 hitting with runners in scoring position this weekend. Yup. Um, 31 strikeouts, which I think is like 10 or 11 a game. Yep. 10 walks, uh, and then seven home runs, which currently leads baseball with a couple other clubs. So yeah, it was a very Yankee weekend offensively. And, um, the pitching was pretty good. You shut the giants out in two of the three games. He just had a rough game in the middle there. Um, Brito today was fantastic. And I thought, I had a feeling he'd pitch well, you know, because a lot of us went into it. Who the hell is this guy? Um, but he goes five and in, uh, five innings, no runs, two hits, one walk, six Ks. I believe five strikeouts came in a row. Uh, fastball changeup guy with the occasional curveball. The changeup to lefties, he was getting some great swing and miss on it. Uh, used his fastball as a good setup pitch, has some velocity on it. He was hitting the zone, throwing strikes. So I liked what I saw from him. Uh, a couple hours ago, he was optioned back down to AAA. He'll probably be back up, but you know it's just you don't need five starters in the first two weeks of the season with the off days. Um, Peralta looked good, and he's going to be an important piece. He had the balk on opening day, but he did look good. And then I think he pitched again. Did he pitch again on uh, Saturday? He looks fine. Um, Abreu actually looked pretty good. Um, and so we, we tipped our cap to Judge. But we're also going to give our cap tips to the rotation and the bullpen. One, uh, one player from each unit. The first one being Garrett Cole. I want to tip my cap to Garrett Cole because he was phenomenal. Bing, bang. Garrett Cole had himself an opening night, opening day. Six innings, three hits, all singles, no runs, two walks, 11 strikeouts to get the Yankee opening day record. Uh, zero home runs, obviously, but that's, that's good um, with Cole. And he got the win. You know, he looked rough early on. He had the leadoff walk early on four pitches. The fastball command wasn't sharp out of the gate. He was also dealing with some inconsistency from the home plate umpire all day. Um, but then he got hot, retired a bunch in a row, had the seven consecutive strikeouts, um, and he was just cruising from there, blowing by with the fastball, using the slider, the changeup. Great job. And this needs to be Garrett Cole. It, it must be him, you know. Um, all this month and maybe even next month too with, with this rotation as unhealthy as it is, Cole's going to have to give the Yankees some length and they're going to have to be quality innings. I would like for him to actually have an ace caliber season. Um, again, at the end of the day, all I care about is the postseason and he usually does the job there. But it would be nice. You know, for him to not have a three and a half this year and to come closer to being a two and a half guy. Um, so it's it's a good start against the not so very good lineup. He did the job. Um, and then I also want to hand out um, 
a tip of the cap, give a tip of the cap to Ron Marnaccio. Yeah, man, he, uh, he's, he's looked, he's been used quite a bit already and he's looked pretty good. Three to third innings, six strikeouts, no runs, no hits, just one walk. He looks great, man. That changeup to right-handed hitters is filthy. It's got great deception. It's got great run going inside like that. Low and inside. It's a good pitch. Um, and his fastballs, there, his velocity was also a bit down. Uh, but we'll see. You know, I think if he's healthy, God forbid, and if Clay Holmes is still struggling and say he has like a carryover from the second half last year, do you give Marinaccio that closer spot? It's, we can't ever figure out a way to get a consistent closer, man. Hopefully, Clay Holmes is good. Um, but Marinaccio was great in the opening series, so he gets a tip of the cap. And um, let's wrap it up with Volpe. Listen, this is the kid, again, he, he's... You want him to do really well. Um, and he looked good. He looked pretty good. Draws a walk his first at-bat of his career. Steals a base. He's working solid at-bats for a rookie, man. And that's been his strength his whole professional career, too. Plate recognition. Knowing the strike zone well. Um, and, man, when he gets on base, he's going to wreak havoc. It's fun seeing him use his speed. Three steals already. The double steal today. The last time the Yankees had a guy who stole bases was probably... You know, Tyler Wade, Brett Gardner. But even like Brett Gardner wasn't allowed to steal at the end of his career anyway because the Yankees started getting more analytical. <laughs> I feel like though, ever since the second half of 2021, the Yankees have been putting more emphasis on base stealing. And with the new rules, obviously, you're going to see Volpe use his speed. And Volpe is a fast kid. Uh, it's fun to watch him run. It's fun to watch his leads, how he... Skips into it with such a fluidity. Uh, he, he's he's fun. He's a humble kid. Easy to root for. It's amazing to see, man, because he grew up just a few towns next to me. And it's hard not to root for that. And it's hard not to be a little biased. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's made impact in every single game so far. You know, he's doing something every game. Uh, he had maybe one miscue at shortstop in the middle game. But... What I liked about that was he didn't take that to the plate with him. You'll see that with, with some guys on this team. <clears throat> Gleyber Torres, you didn't see that with Volpe. Um, so overall, the start to his Yankees career, two hits, two walks, three stolen bases, a 364 on base percentage across three games. Not bad, man. Uh, and once he starts hitting, and I think he will, it'll be fun. It'll be very, very fun. So, um, I think that's it. We're going to wrap this up. I got to go to bed. I'm going to edit this. I'll drop this episode either early morning or if I can get it up right now, I'll try. But it'll definitely be out early Monday morning, April 3rd, the very latest. So thanks for stopping by. And we will head to our final break, get back and wrap it up with our trivia. And then I'll be that. Stay with us. Be right back. We also have a website now for BD4. If you go to bd4blog.com, you can find the blog, the podcast links, and also where to find me on social media. 
just go to bd4blog.com. Studio 69 Productions is a podcast production agency created by Leo Rodriguez to allow content creators to market their podcast. It's an online platform that will market your podcast or any other project that you're working on. Get in touch with Leo Rodriguez from Studio 69 Productions. You can find Studio 69 Productions on Instagram at Studio69NJ. Studio 69 Productions, where dreams are heard and born. All right, welcome back to the show, episode 504 of the podcast. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. So, let's wrap this up with our parlay. I forgot to say that. We're going to get to our bet. We had a bet tonight, today, today. First night game's tomorrow. We had a bet today on the Yankee game. So, we'll start with the parlay, and then we'll finish up with our trivia. Let's get to RJ's parlay. Right, welcome to RJ's Parlay, where my degenerate self breaks down tonight's big parlay. If I miss, it's not surprising. If I hit, I'll probably lose it all tomorrow night, because that's how this works. Welcome to RJ's Parlay. So for this parlay, for today's parlay, I had a four-pick parlay on the Yankees game at plus 475 odds. I have the Yankees on the money line. I have the over, the alternate over, five and a half runs. I had Judge getting at least two total bases and Volpe with one total base. And I ended up losing this one. Um, I cashed on, I ain't cashed, but I hit on the money line. I hit on the alternate over under. I hit on Aaron Judge two total bases, obviously. Um, I just did not hit on Volpe because he could not collect a hit. So, that was unfortunate, but we did win the opening day bet. We did do that. But with that said, let's wrap this up with our trivia. All right. So, for episode 504 of the podcast, our NYY, NYK, MMA trivia question of the day. We've got a true or false question. Uh, True or false. The Yankee career RBI leader, Lou Gehrig, also once posted the Yankee record for RBIs in a season. The Yankee career RBI leader, Lou Gehrig, also once posted the Yankee record for RBIs in a season. Is that true or false? One final time, true or false? The Yankee career RBI leader, Lou Gehrig, also once posted the Yankee record for RBIs in a season. So let me know the answer wherever you can reach me. I appreciate it. And I'm going to bed. Um, 
Hope you guys enjoy the first series, the first episode of the year. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to doing this. Looking forward to it. So if you like the uh, episode, please subscribe, download this podcast, share it with your friends and all that stuff. But um, that's it for me. I'm going to bed. Good series win. Two out of three. Giants aren't anything special. So it's going to be a tough one up next. We got Philly. So that should be more of a, a battle. And it's interesting. The schedule is, is going to be interesting. I think I, I might like it. But all right. Later. This episode was brought to you by Anchor.